0: Welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Rumble, YouTube, all kinds of places to look for us. Please like and subscribe on any of them or all of them. We also love interacting with our audience, so join us on all the social platforms such as LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and many more. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. We know that you have many options out there, and we are grateful that you are choosing us today. Today's topic, Lonely Men. Look, a little preface here. Uh, because when I talk about things that I could fit the profile of, sometimes people get a little worried. There's nothing to worry about here with me. I am bringing this up because I'm a a clinician and this is what I do. I have seen an increase in this uh, and I have done some research, some recent research. So back in August, uh, there was the Psychology Today put together an article, Uh, not my favorite article, uh, but that doesn't mean it's not helpful. Uh, in there, they talked about the increase of lonely men. And in particular, they were highlighting lonely single men. And, you know, I get their focus. They're they're trying to capture a lot of attention and stuff like that. Um, not super thrilled with the way the article was written, but it did bring to light some things. And then there has been some follow-up as a result, which is good. You know, we like it when, when we're thinking, when we're creating perspective, when we're really trying to uh, make a difference in the world. And the fact that there are a lot of lonely men out there, uh, that's a problem. That's a problem because, well, we really don't want anybody to be lonely. Um, the highest, uh, just a little factoid for you, the highest suicide rate that there is, um, uh, is, is the, uh, the 40, I think 40 to 55 or 45 to 55 males. And that's a big deal. If there are a bunch of lonely men out there and they are working their way toward that critical point, uh, you get those midlife crises. Uh, I th- there's, there's some realness to it and, and some urgency to us, uh, paying attention to this. Um, and today what I really want to do is tell you what I think might actually be going on there. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do because there's got to be more to this story. Now I, I am going to make some uh, some steps here. They may or may not be completely accurate. They they are from my vantage point. So you know don't 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 I don't know get too frustrated if you think I'm way off the mark just just let me know like that I am totally open to having conversation and dialogue uh, but this has to be talked about we've got to figure out what is going on here so following that psychology today article uh, there was uh, there was a fair amount of backlash and on November the 8th I'm gonna see if I can pull this up I tried to keep things readily available. Uh, On November the 8th, there was uh, an article in response to the article that was put out. Let me see. It looks like uh, in Relash, there's a Jasmine Diaz. Um, I'm not exactly sure who Jasmine Diaz is, but they took a look at that article and gathered some more information, including some anecdotal responses to Psychology Today, posting that article. And, you know, there were things being said like, you know, this is way out of line and so on and so on. There was then, you know, there was stuff like uh, uh, Dr. Ben Vincent saying, just read the Psychology Today article about lonely men. Uh, You referenced no studies, no data, and no actual experts. And so, you know, that that was some. You know fodder to consider. They did offer a little bit. It wasn't quite as bad as that, but not a lot. And so in my research, uh, one of the things that I've done is tried to look at what exactly is happening. And there has been a significant increase. You can go out and find the research. It's out there. It's not hard to access. Um, there, there's a fair amount of, of of knowledge, common knowledge going around now. It's pretty common, uh, that you know we are getting an increase of lonely men. So what does all of this do? Uh, one, it's stirring the pot a little. And sometimes the stirring of the pot is actually not a terrible thing. So we we know that that can actually create some level of change. So that's good. But what else is it doing? Uh, what may really be going on here? I'm gonna offer you two parts, all right? Two parts to help explain what may actually be going on here. One of them I've talked about in a fair amount of depth in the past, okay? So that is uh, the gender spectrum stuff, okay? When we look at gender identity on a spectrum, which I'm going to go ahead for those of you on, uh, on YouTube or Rumble, you should be able to follow along with me if I can pull it up uh, give me a second. I know I have my templates. Oh my goodness. It's not there. Well, I will be pulling it up. (laughs) Give me a second and I will get it on here for sure. But on this spectrum, uh, if you remember, if you followed me along enough, you'll remember that there is the feminine to masculine scale. And on that masculine end, there are, uh, there are, um, you know, we've got men of all kinds of masculinity and let's be real. We know that the women can overlap the men in the general spectrum and on extremes can actually, you know, be just as masculine as some of the more masculine males. So, uh, what I'm going to do here, I hope is share what I have on my whiteboard so that you can see my screen. Well, at least one of them. All right, sweet. So now you can see this if you're following along. And what I'm gonna focus on here, hopefully it'll let me do it, is, oh boy. Making all kinds of mistakes today. You know what? Bear, there, bear with me. I'm going to just keep doing the best that I can and we'll see if we can get it. There we go. All right. This is the part we're going to focus on the masculine with the determined by social norms piece. Why is that so significant? Because the social norms are shifting. Now, I can't, I'm not going to tell you that's a great thing or a bad thing. What I know. Is that it's a thing. And what that means is men who fall up here on the scale, uh, near the top of the scale, those men, yeah, they're being casted as outliers and outcasts. So if you are a man with a fair amount of masculinity, Now, masculine doesn't mean mean, belligerent, rude, disrespectful, um, jerks. It doesn't mean that. But if you are a man's man, let's say you like to go fishing and hunting and boating. And well, lots of people like boating. But, you know, the outdoors, you want to camp for a week, you know, like men's men. Because in all reality, that falls pretty far up the masculine scale, although we are seeing more and more women partake. Why? Because the scale is getting squished toward the middle, which is why we're seeing things oftentimes like non-binary, we're seeing uh, trans, uh, we're seeing all these things. Why? Because this feminine masculine scale is getting squished here in the United States and social norms are shifting. That's a really important consideration. So what do we see? We see, you know, those with those shifting social norms. We're seeing communication changing. We're seeing less physical roughhousing in the in the in the masculine scale. We're seeing leadership that looks totally different, and that's really significant when we look at what's going on in this this uh, with men with 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 men who want to go out and get dirty and play in the mud um you know and and really live up what it means to be uh historically to be a man and so now we've got that all happening and then we add to it what's happening culturally and I'm going to see if I can pull this up hopefully I'll be able to share this much easier so if you're with me on uh, 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 on, um, rumble or YouTube, you should be able to see this here in just a moment. What I'm going to pull up is some, uh, some lessons that, uh, I used to do some teaching and, um, uh, my computer has given me fits. Of course, why would it be perfect? All right, here we go. I'm going to share this. Now you should be able to see something that says inward versus outward. Now, for those of you who are following along on Rumble and YouTube, you're going to be able to see this, no problem. For the rest of you, I'm going to attempt to describe it. Inward and outward, these are mindsets. This is all done by Arbinger. Uh, give credit where credit is due. Uh, I had been trained as a, uh, uh, an Arbinger trainer at one point. And what we have here is inward versus outward. If I focus on myself, um, uh, on my results... Like, what's good for me? That is an inward mindset. Pretty simple to understand. Uh, You know, others are going to be just objects that either get me what I want or what I think I need, which is oftentimes what I want, Uh, then I'm inward. Pretty simple concept. If I focus on our results, then I'm outward. So what that means is that I'm not looking you at you as an object to meet my need. I'm looking at you as a person and you have needs and I have needs and together we can go somewhere. So my uh, objectives and behaviors take others into account. So you'll see that on, the, on there. Pretty simple concept overall. I'm going to go ahead and skip this page. And I'm going to go on to what this looks like. And this is going to be a key element because here's what I'm going to propose to you. Men are being objectified. Not like you're probably thinking, right? Historically, men have been objectifying others. I get it. I get it. But what's happening now is men, if you are super far up that masculine scale, then you are being objectified. Now, there's going to be a lot of you out there probably irritated with me for saying that, but let me make my case, and then you decide if I'm right or wrong. And it's okay, I've been wrong before, it wouldn't be the first time, all right? So we're going to look at hard and soft behaviors that are inward. We're going to do this on purpose, because what I'm trying to do is make a case for objectification, Okay, And then I'll show you how to switch it if you want to. If we're inward, if, if I am objectifying somebody, I'm inward. I am looking at them as a means to my end. All right. So we're going to look at hard behaviors and soft behaviors. Hard behaviors for, uh, for being inward. The, there's the vehicle, which is to manipulate, threaten, and control, right? Because I'm just trying to meet my need. And the obstacle is criticize, blame, punish, with the irrelevancies uh, being ignore, exclude, belittle. Okay, so you see the vehicle, the obstacle, and the irrelevancies. Now, what does that look like? Indulge, pander, and try to be liked. That's the soft behavior If you look at the vehicle over there of manipulate, threaten, and control, now what we're saying is the soft side of that, which is still inward, I'm still being selfish, is indulge, pander, try to be liked. In other words, I am going to manipulate you. That's what it says. The obstacles of criticize, blame, and punish become cope, avoid, and leave. Right? Okay, so track with me. Irrelevancies go from ignore and exclude and belittle to engage in token niceties. Clearly, I don't care about you, but I'm going to pretend that I do so that I can get what I want. Offer little feedback. Why? Because the less I say, the less I'm engaged with you, and the more I can just take care of my own wants and needs. So that's a hard and a soft behavior for being. Inward, for being selfish, for not looking at you as a person, but looking at you as an object. Okay, so let's put this in perspective men, men who are uh, very, very masculine on the scale, are they being manipulated, threatened, and controlled? Our culture is trying to do that very thing, and you wonder why men feel alienated and alone. All right. I'm trying to make my case here for you. Are they being criticized, blamed and punished? Absolutely. Why? Because you need to soften men, but men don't want to soften. That doesn't mean they shouldn't be nice, be kind, be loving, be caring. They should be those things, but you can be masculine and loving, kind, and caring. So what's happening is they're being criticized, blamed, and punished. Irrelevant, ignored, excluded, and belittled. Let's be real. If you come across totally masculine right now, you get polarized. You are either loved or hated. There is no middle ground right now because people are either going to draw to you because you're speaking a way that they understand or... They're going to ignore you, exclude you, and belittle you. And the soft behaviors, you see all of those too happening to the men. Look, by the way, I I know I'm doing this about men because that is this particular podcast. I know these are not exclusive to men, but they are predominant to masculine men right now. And we should probably consider this. Indulge, pander, try to be liked. That's what... Is happening? No, that's not happening. Uh, cope, avoid, leave. That's happening. That People are tolerating masculine, but they're avoiding and leaving. Absolutely. So they're teaching the men who are masculine that they are obstacles and that they are irrelevant. People engage in token niceties because they don't want to be mean, but instead what they're doing is offering little feedback. They're not helping them understand why they are not being liked, why they are being criticized, blamed, and punished. Does that make sense? I hope that's making sense. So, all right, we're going to move on. This was a a workbook. If we are going to go outward with men and we are going to include them, let me show you how you can do that because hard and soft is not the same as Inward and outward. Inward means I'm doing it for selfish gain. Outward means I'm doing it seeing you as important to the conversation as well. And those can be hard behaviors. For instance, set high expectations. That's hard. That's a hard behavior. By the way, masculine men would like that. They would want high expectations. Real responsibility. They want it. They are begging you for it. They want challenge. They want helpful corrections, direct feedback. They do. And they want to have difficult conversations. What they don't want is for those difficult conversations to come with them being treated as the obstacle because they are not the object. They are a person. Try the softer behaviors, listen and learn, listen to a masculine man. Maybe I'm pretty sure they have something to offer to the conversation. It may not be what you want, but they've got something offer to help them. Look, a real masculine man is open to help. What they, what they often are going to push back on is if they feel like you're pandering, being rude, disrespectful stuff like that. And then they're going to be like, I don't need this junk. By the way, it's no different than you and what you want in life. Involve others, show genuine appreciation, acknowledge mistakes, take corrective, uh, a correction easily. Like those are all soft. Great. But you're not necessarily going to get a soft masculine man. You might because they exist too. So the hard behaviors might be what you need. But hard does not mean inward. Don't give it to them as though you know everything they want. Give it to them as though you're in it with them. And I guarantee these lonely men, many of them are going to come around. Because they'll feel included. Right now, they are being objectified and made to feel as though they are excluded. And that is not okay. That is not what we want. We want to include as many in the conversation as we can possibly fit in the conversation because when we do, we all win. It's good to have feminine men in the conversation, masculine men in the conversation, feminine women in the conversation, masculine women in the conversation. It's good to have outliers in the conversation. These are good things. So once we get past the band culture, then maybe we can stop excluding masculine men from the conversation. Yes, I know many of you out there are probably going, hmm, it's justice. This is justice. The men from history have been doing this forever and ever and ever. And to that, I say, you might be right. In many cases you are, although there have been documented, documented, uh, history of many men who bucked that. I know that it was the norm to have masculine men being domineering. I get it. And so you think that this is justice, but let me remind you two wrongs don't make a right, right? Your grandma probably said that. I'm sure that's where I got it from. My grandma, my grandpa. And Guess what? Two wrongs do not make a right. So if we turn their weapon into our weapon, that doesn't make it okay. So what should we do? I know. Confront it as though we're in it together. You are not an object to me. You are a person. I will treat you always as though you are a person. I don't have to like what you say. I don't have to agree with you and you don't have to like what I say and you don't have to agree with me, but treat me like a person first. I will treat you like a person first as well. And it's look, somebody has to go first. Somebody has to go first. So let it be you. You want to make a change, make that change. And let's see if we can get the lonely men back into the community and into the conversation. Like if they come back and they're domineering and they're using this tool, by all means, at that point, set a boundary. Absolutely set a boundary. But bring them into the conversation. Let's hear what they have to say also. Treat them like a person. Even with those boundaries, treat them like a person. With kindness, respect, love, all the things that you want, right? Let's do that. And let's see if we can capture some of these lonely men and bring them back into the fold. Because the last thing I want is lonely men aging to the 45 to 55 range. I believe that's what it is. And becoming suicidal, which is the next step, folks. It is. And unfortunately, I don't like it that way, but it is that way. That's, that's our our real uh, dilemma that's in front of us. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this has, uh, you know, sparked some thoughts. Uh, I apologize for some, I fumbled way more today than I usually do. I mean, I, I can fumble anyway, but thanks for sticking with me. Uh, until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.